The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com consulting. IBM. Let's create. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. It Could Happen Here is the podcast that this is, where we talk about things that are happening here. Generally, things falling apart. Um, Sometimes things getting put back together. Today, we have a story that I wasn't sure if we were ever going to cover. In brief, we're going to be talking about a a group called Black Hammer that is, on its surface, uh, a leftist, uh, anti-colonial political organization, um, and in reality is more or less a cult. Um, the reason we're talking about them is that someone is now dead connected with them. The story is interesting and messy and says a lot about the way social media works today and the way that the United States is essentially like 40 different cults in a trench coat. Um, so, uh, today I'm here with James Stout, uh, and we are talking with journalist WF Thomas, uh, Thomas, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you, how, how are you doing today? Uh, today is a day. Yeah. <clears throat> um, this story is, stuff is still coming out. Yeah. Um, about an hour ago, 
charges were finally posted um, for the cult leader. Um, but that's further along yeah. in the story. Uh, if you hear chirping in the background, those are four live chickens. So my apologies. Oh, little babies. I just got rabbits that I, I have now living in my, my chicken uh, facility, and they seem to be thriving. It's nice. I like having little animals around. All right. So who are Black Hammer? And uh, how did how did they get uh, to the present position? So I think we should probably start with like, I don't know, 2019, right? Is kind of when these these folks sort of start to come on the uh, the scene. Yeah. Um, you know, you could take this story back a lot mm-hmm. further. OK, too. Well, let's do that. Um, so <clears throat> sometime in the late 80s, um, Augustus Romaine Jr. is born. Okay. Um, this is the person more commonly known as Ghazi Kadzo. Um, they use they them pronouns yeah. who would go on to be the leader of this group. Um, you know, Kadzo grew up in Stone Mountain outside of Atlanta um, and in the early 2010s had kind of a lifestyle blogger YouTube thing going on, um, was a self-professed Cosmo's biggest fan and generally seemed like they were trying to get famous. Yeah, like influencer style famous, right? This was not at all political at this period. Yeah. Point. Yeah. And um, that's going to be kind of the red thread through this story is Kodzo, I'm going to refer to them as Kodzo, sure. Augustus Romain Jr. Um, wanting to be famous is kind of, unfortunately, the main thing that drives most of what has happened. Um, at some point, you know, in the mid 2010s, um, Kodzo took this turn and started making more incendiary videos. Um, I don't have them directly in front of me, so I don't want to misquote them. Um, but kind of like going at pushing this concept like white people are evil, um, going for this um, very specific type of leftism. And um, Ghazi Kadzo gets take un, taken under the wing of, and I'm going to mispronounce this name, uh, Omali Yeshitela. Um, and this is a person who is leading a group in St. Petersburg, Florida called the African People's Socialist Party. Um, and Africans People Socialist Party was part of this larger thing called the Uhuru Solidarity Movement. This, I don't know if they're still around, but you know their their ideology was third world communism, um, African internationalism, that type of thing. And um, what is? Let's talk a little bit about the word Uhuru because that's something. If you if you've ever been in and around Proud Boys, uh, first off, I'm I'm sorry, it's not a fun experience generally, but they. They like to shout Uhuru. Um, and I understand that that's kind of related one way or the other, the other to this. Yeah. So um, I don't have it directly in front of me what Uhuru means. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the reason probably say that is because of Ghazi Kadzo. Yeah. There were times, several times when Kadzo spoke, made appearances with Gavin McInnes, uh, founder of the Proud Boys. And Kadzo generally became and still is treated as a lol cow, um, kind of this target for derision to poke at, to see what is this person doing? 
which is still happening right now, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Kazo rose through the ranks of this group um, and then eventually found out that this is basically a cult. Uh, the African People's Socialist Party um, had a specific focus on membership from colonized people, people of color. Um, but it turns out this was being steered entirely by a group of white people. So it's out of the ashes of this experience, this abusive experience, um, this co-like group. Kazo, along with some other people, leave this group and they go on to form Black Hammer in February of 2019, which the original name was the Black Hammer Organization. Um, and there's some really good write-ups, um, especially Red Voice. Uh, Devil yeah, Voice. yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely recommend that. Um, and there yeah, are... I think you broke out for a second. So the title of that article is The Devil Wears a Dashiki. It's like six, seven parts, but it, it, it's really good comprehensive. Yeah. And that gets into a lot of what I, that's where I get a lot of this information from. Mm -hmm. um, and there were additionally, what would happen is some of these people who founded this group, Black Hammer Organization, who are also parts of the African People's Socialist Party, um, would disavow Ghazi Kaza, would disavow Black Hammer and have kind of their own statement about here's what happened, you know, in which they say, hey, we never recovered from this experience in this traumatic group, in this cult-like group, and instead went on to found this new one. And we're very, you know, it was kind of failed from the start to become this other cult-like group. So just to clarify on the Uhuru thing, that it comes from the African People's Socialist Party, right? Mm -hmm. And then he's, uh, they have taken it and run with it in the uh, uh, Black Hammer organization. So the African People's Socialist Party was part of this umbrella group called the Uhuru Solidarity Movement. Okay. And this group is still around. If you look at mm -hmm. like the um, Channel 5 with Andrew Callahan has a video where they go to this March for Reparations. And that group is the Uhuru Solidarity Movement. Got it. Okay. If you're familiar with that. Yeah. Yeah. So... We get this organization founded and kind of from what my perusal of because I've also you can go to their website. Black Hammer has like a news site. Um, they are kind of building. Them, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're kind of for, have they, for now. Yeah. yeah. They, they kind up. of build themselves as like an anti-colonial organization that is specifically like. Um, like one of the things they do is they have like a, a white people's auxiliary that like is for the purpose of people paying reparations. Um, they have, you know, they carried out a couple of actual direct actions during 2020, including like handing out masks and whatnot. Um, but for the most part, they seem to exist primarily to drive attention to themselves and thus donations via social media fuckery. Yeah. And, and yeah, that, that, that's, I, I think if you've if you've personally interacted with Black Hammer propaganda at all, it is probably because you've seen someone on the internet talking about how Anne Frank uh, is a a Karen or something like that. Let's um, get into it. Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, great. Yeah, so so I want to touch on something real quick that you mentioned. You know, in these comments from the people who founded the organization and left the organization, these were these are still true believers who believe in this cause of decolonialization of African internationalism and mm -hmm. who do want to build a better world and do good things. Um, 
you know, in talking with people who've survived the cult, it sounds like Kazo probably never was a true believer, but there were true believers around Kazo who believed in this cause. Um, and because of that, we're able to be abused, to be profoundly yeah. abused um, by Kazo and the people working directly under Kazo at Kazo's behest. Um, so April 30th, 2020, uh, in a tweet, I believe, uh, Kazo calls Anne Frank a Becky, follows it up by how she's a Karen, which, one, is a ridiculous statement. Two, yeah. is entirely meant to cause this kind of uproar around that, you know. Um, back at this time, there was acceptance of the Black Hammer organization in leftist circles in that kind of online communist community. Um, and there were people who came out kind of like, oh, no, let's hear what they're saying about this, you know, talking about how victims, you know, the term genocide was invented to describe the Holocaust, but that term wasn't used to describe slavery, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, which, to be clear, is not the conversation that Kazo was trying to have. That was not. The no. Question. And that is a worthwhile conversation to have is like, why, you know, like, why is that not why is the the enslavement and like mass murder of a huge number of African people not seen as an act of genocide? Certainly a valid conversation to have, but also should not at all intersect with Anne Frank or how we think about the Holocaust. Yeah. And uh, because we are living in hell. Yeah. This fake you know, kind of propped up, not a real discussion. It's meant to just piss people off. Is back again. Oh, good. What a great Yay. time. Yep. Based on documents that have come out that are purported to be from internal Black Hammer documents, this was part of their Operation Storm of White Tears. Um, Jesus Christ. Which was seemingly this, and again, don't know for sure if these documents are from the, but these documents that are purported to be from Black Hammer. Um, lay out this strategy to cause division, to kind of bring other groups down to elevate Black Hammer's own status by putting themselves as the center of attention in all of this that is happening um, in this online fiasco. Um, because again, the ideology is not the point. The attention is the point. The control right. is the point. But along this way, there's there's you know, there are a lot of allegations out there. There are, you know, for example, allegations uh, that false, false allegations of pedophilia and sexual assault were used against people who left the group, people who spoke out against the group, that they were recruiting people on Tinder. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So along the way, some more chapters form. Um, there's one, I believe, near Aurora, Colorado or at least in Colorado, there's a New York City one. And kind of the group continues to rise as uh, almost, you know, you know, your typical revolutionary communist cell that we have quite a few of in the United States going on right now. Yeah. Um, they structure, they purport to structure themselves around the tenets of democratic centralism, as some of these other groups do. Um, which to dumb things down a lot, and there's probably going to be leftists screaming at me right now, um, yeah. was this idea from Lenin where a group takes a vote, and then if that 
vote passes, they all agree to go along with that platform. Yeah. With usually about 50%. Um, so that there's not kind of the splitting off of factions. So it can lead to this very centralized and hierarchical control structure. That's certainly what happened in Black Hammer. Um, there are other democratic centralist groups that have been in the news lately who use a similar strategy. Um, but you know what this meant is it allowed God, it allowed Codzo to run this group with an iron fist. Um, you know, on paper, there were there was a group of people leading the group. Um, someone else was in control of the money, but in fact, it was Codzo controlling all of this. Um, they also had you know shared living spaces where members of different chapters of Black Hammer lived, hammer houses, um, and that's always going to end well. Yeah, don't. Generally, it's a good rule not to go live with the revolutionary cell you just joined. Yeah, if if you are joining a political party and they want everyone to live in the same space that is controlled by that political organization, you may in fact be joining a cult. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's there continues to be kind of trying to get more attention. At one point, you know, Codzo starts beef with a local anti-fascist crew in Colorado. You know, another thing to mention about this group is it's a lot of queer people in the group. You know, Ghazi identifies as non-binary. There are, you know, several, many members who love people of the same sex. And, you know, one of the things that happens as Ghazi is beefing with the local anti-fascist crew is something that people are probably thinking of when they hear the name Ghazi Kodzo is this bizarre video of Kodzo running around in Joker makeup. Oh, jeez. Talking about white anarchists and anti-fascists, uh, which the background is actually even more fucked up than you would think, having just heard that. Um, as outlined, Red Voice goes into this specifically. Um, there were members of the group who were you know, practitioners of Yoruba, um, an African religion. Um, and one of them was a trained, um, I don't know the correct term, so I'm just gonna say practitioner of this religion, um, had gone through an education process in that that took some time. Um, and this video of Ghazi running around in Joker makeup was Ghazi's idea to channel the deity Eshu, and my apologies on mispronouncing that, which is a Yoruba deity, you know. Um, and before this happened, apparently, Ghazi had brought this up to the person and the person said, that is extremely disrespectful of my religion. Don't do that. And Ghazi did it anyway. Um, and this is, you know, another one of the things where this gets sent around all the time as, you know, treating Black Hammer as a lol cow. But, you know, even as this was going on, there was this abuse that was going on as well. And people being preyed upon by this group in 2020. Black Hammer announces that they are planning to build Hammer City, which is supposed to be this utopian settlement in the Rockies. Um, you look like you have something you want to say. Well, I mean, look, it, it, we, it, there, it's a perfectly normal dream to want to build a utopian settlement in the Rockies. There's some downsides to that. One of them is that the Rockies is actually a terrible place for a large number of people to live. Um 
and it, it this is why repeatedly I don't know th- there's been a lot of utopian settlements out in that part of the world and they don't tend to last very long or they turn into normal towns but it's 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 always interesting when folks try when folks want to do a commune type situation and then they immediately go for a place like that because like the mountains is the hardest place to do it if you want to have a self-sufficient commune like fucking Kansas you know, uh, Arkansas, like somewhere where the soil is good for growing stuff and you can get like a flat track tract of land that can grow food as opposed to high alpine elevations where very little is going to anyway, whatever. This is compound talk. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, there's there's if there's one thing you take away from uh, this episode, don't build your compound in the Rockies. Don't build a um, compound in the Rockies. Look. Okay, that's all I. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's the message of this podcast. Unless you're the mm-hmm. tenacious unicorn ranch, in which case, go right ahead. They're thriving. Well, but yeah, and and then you got to think, you know, what they're doing, which is raising alpaca, as opposed to relying yeah. on like growing crops, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't actually see any advanced. I was just looking at their uh, at the Hammer City website. I, I, it, they just talk. They just say sustainable farming. I can't see advanced yeah. plans for. Uh, perhaps there weren't any. Uh, they did raise one hundred and twelve thousand dollars so far. Uh, yeah, according to their website, they raised one hundred and twelve thousand dollars so far. Yes. Aha. Okay. Yeah, educate Which, us more on this project. Yeah. Real interested to know how much money they actually raised. Um, maybe it was that much. The point is, we don't really know because there's no, there was no kind of open record keeping within this group, um, and. It was Kazo who was in control of the money. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at HighFiveCasino.com! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino! Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
so the the group found land to buy, and they actually began the process of a land deal in early May 2021. They and and this is some information now coming from a fantastic Colorado Sun article about the whole Hammer City thing um, that I also recommend if someone wants to read more in depth about this. So as the land deal was in the process of going through, a portion of the group moved out there. So uh, about two dozen people. This was this wasn't you know it was remote, but it wasn't on top of a mountain. This was in a subdivision that had parcels for sale. Yeah. Ooh. Which leads to some problems. This this is a subdivision with a homeowners association and strict limits on land use as well. Yeah. So they didn't have water rights for one thing. Yeah, exactly. They didn't have water rights to the land. Um which I have not started a compound, but I imagine water rights is something you want to have well, figured out. If you if you just want to live on a pl- plot of land in the middle of nowhere, it can be fine. Uh, if you want to grow crops, then yeah, having the ability to irrigate said crops is kind of important. Yeah. So another thing at this time uh, is Black Hammer tends to be a pretty heavily armed group. You know, the group moved out to this land. They were camping out. They're basically squatting on the land that they did not own uh, and brought their, you know, armed security along with them. Um, and we're also like blocking road access for residents of the subdivision. Um, so they they had neighbors, you know, and um, at one point, this leads to an altercation with a neighbor um, with three armed Black Hammer members um, and a neighbor driving his car uh, who, you know, according to this Colorado Sun article, gets out with an unloaded shotgun and there's a standoff. This could have been one of those things that went really bad. It went about as good as you can hope a situation like that can go where um, nobody got killed. Um, but while this was happening, uh, the member of Black Hammer who was responsible for the land deal forgot to sign or didn't sign the paperwork on time. Um, and after information comes out about the standoff, the land deal completely falls through. There is no hammer city that is going to be built. Um, and Kodzo is maintaining, and Black Hammer as a whole, is maintaining a super active social media presence at this time as well. So, you know, one of the other things that gets brought out is like this video of them talking about, oh, we built this bridge on our land, uh, which is kind of a bunch of two by fours across a ditch. Yeah. I've, are they planning to buy it um, in, 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 as like an organization or as Cards are planning to buy it themselves as an individual? Do we know? They, this is actually something I did some research on. Um, they did this fun thing. <laughs> uh, they created a front group, a front organization to buy the land. Nice. Which they called Hammerstone Industries Incorporated. Huh. <laughs> yeah, stealthy. They, one of the member, one of the prominent members, was responsible for that. So, I the power see. of Google. Yeah, I also found their uh, Bitcoin wallet while we were talking, and it has never had any donations and remains empty. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that, that one hasn't gone well. Ah, uh, so after this land deal falls through, Hammer City is not being built. A lot of people get really fucking pissed. 
it also, it sounds like they shot through the real estate sign on their way out of the subdivision. So on, on the 17th of May, 2021 is when the group leaves Hammer City. Um, so going back to what Robert mentioned earlier, um, the group took a very, I'll say, interesting approach when COVID-19 started, um, which is the belief that COVID-19 is real, that people should wear masks and be protected, but that they should not take the vaccine and that Fauci was a liar, which comes out a bit later. So, so they were doing, for example, there's a, there's a news article uh, with a video of them doing you know, mutual aid distribution of masks and food in Colorado. So lots of people are real fucking pissed um, when Hammer City falls through. There's also been, you know, these allegations that have been coming up again and again. Um, and at this point, several chapters break apart from Black Hammer, um, break away from Kodzo and kind of go off and do their own thing. Um, and Kodzo is left with this core group of members, um, kind of true believers, and says, fuck it, we're moving to Atlanta. So the group does a marathon drive from Colorado to the southern suburbs of Atlanta. And outside of Atlanta is where Kodzo grew up on the east side, um, around the northeast. Um, and they they keep going. They rent a house where everyone lives together. Um, another one of their hammer houses. I believe at this time there is another active chapter that is still connected with Codzo in the Carolinas as well. Um, but, you know, this is a when prophecy fails moment for Codzo. Um, and the people that are left behind are these true believers. Um, and Codzo doesn't take this well, doesn't take the failure of this deal well becomes even more paranoid than they already were, more controlling and more abusive than they already were. So there's, the Red Voice gets into some of the um, really wild allegations that come out at this time. Allegedly, Kazo has members sign over um, control of the bank accounts to them at gunpoint, has people reveal personal information at gunpoint. And again, these are allegations, I'm not saying Godzo did this, um, that we get some of these classic cult techniques coming out, um, forcing people to sit and listen to Godzo kind of preach, having people constantly working, not getting enough to eat, um, having, you know, love bombing where God, where Godzo makes, you know, deep eye contact with the person talks about how important they are, how much they love them. And, uh, the consumption of psychedelics as well. Cool. That's good. Great. Yeah. Yeah. You love to hear that. Um, yeah. Just a bunch of heavily armed people uh, being cops for each other and drugging each other in support of a, I don't know, charismatic seems like a weird word for Ghazi, but they it must, must be. be right. Like clearly it works on some people. Yeah. yeah I think they, uh, I think they are charismatic, right? Like I don't it, think it's necessarily they are, to be yeah. good to be charismatic, but no. Seem to have attracted these followers. Some people seem to be responding to their, I don't know, the way they present themselves. It's so, I guess that's always the way with cults, right? That like to the outside, the cult leader is always an obvious cult leader, but everybody's got different things they're vulnerable to. And, and for some people, that's, 
Well, and I also, I, just, I think a lot of it is they have like presented themselves differently in different periods. And I'm, I think from what I've been reading, it sounds like a decent chunk of the folks who were kind of most deeply wrapped up in it have been with it for a while. So they've kind of followed along with Ghazi as they've, you know. Yeah. And this is a group that the hill. You know, preyed upon young people, preyed upon queer people, uh, preyed upon unhoused people, preyed upon people of color who are at the intersections, you know, of oppression in our society. Um, and this group, yeah. like most cults, it offered them a cause, a purpose, something to fight for, something to do, friends, a roof over their head even, you know? Um, yep. Which yeah. is a huge part of it, right? Because if you if this if this place is not just your social circle, but also your safety net and like how you keep a roof over your head and how you stay fed and you don't have close ties to family or maybe your family aren't people that you can trust. Like, I mean, again, it's not a different story than you get in a bunch of other cults, but like this is, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very frightening situation for those people to wind up in. And of course, one of the things that is unfortunate is that so much of the stuff that the Black Hammer organization said and did is so absurd that like it leads to this kind of mockery of anybody who gets wrapped up in it and the people who are very much victims of it, which I think is also one of the things that makes it harder to leave, right? Yeah. Is that siege mentality you know, for and, those um, inside. That's where the term cognitive dissonance comes from. Yeah. Specifically people Right. You know, when when things don't go according to plan, stick with this group and, you know, have already given away so much of their time, so much of their life, so many of their connections that they just roll with it. Yep. Yeah, and then there's, uh, I'm just thinking back to a story I wrote years ago where I was fortunate enough to interview someone who's like an expert on these small cults. Um, and they had actually been a survivor of, a, like a, I think it was a Trotskyist cult. So they were very familiar. And they'd like, this group exhibits all those patterns, right? Like the charismatic leader that you mentioned, the use of their own language, the control of their relationships and their contacts inside and outside the group. Yeah. And then they mirror this like very positive it seemed like I was just looking at their aesthetics after you mentioned it. Like they're definitely sort of seeking to mirror that uh, like Black Panther Party aesthetic, right? Uh, which is obviously something that has, for good reasons, very positive associations for a lot of people. So I can see yep. they've constructed this very appealing package. That, yeah. And now there's a, a body, right? Now a person has died uh, yep. connected let's with get this organization. To this. So yeah, let's talk about this. So in Atlanta is where things get really wacky. Yeah basically. As is often the case with Atlanta. As is often the case with this beautiful, beautiful city owned by Coca-Cola and Home Depot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. With, with, I have to admit it as a Texan, the best barbecue in the South. <laughs> That's true. Excellent uh, mm -hmm. Ethiopian food as well. I was there this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking amazing, <laughs> fucking amazing Ethiopian, Ethiopian food. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Big refugee population. That's besides the point. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Kazos found themselves in the city without a ton of money. Um, and so needs to get more attention, needs to appeal to more people. So this is when Kazo announces that Black Hammer is forming a coalition with the Proud Boys, which is one of those things that comes out in really sensationalized headlines, but doesn't actually happen. What happens is Kazo goes on a podcast with Gavin McInnes, and they talk yeah. about, we have so much in common. And there's, you know, a little toast evidence of yeah. actual organizing or work together between the two groups. But with this 
group like this. No, especially because uh, Gavin doesn't yeah, Gavin's do not organizing anymore. On paper, but, not involved yeah, with Proud Boys yeah. anymore. Yeah. What was the podcast they went on instead of interest? Dan will cut that and add in the entire audio from B-movie condensed into a two-second blast like we talked about. You know, the group gets more attention to that. Uh-huh. Um, they start talking about how great Trump is, how much they love Trump, how Fauci is evil. Um, because again, ideology is not the point. The attention is, and this is how you continue to get attention by acting ridiculous, um, by asking Trump voters to donate money to you. Um, and at this time, they also begin an extremely aggressive fundraising campaign in the city of Atlanta. So there's a park in downtown Atlanta called Woodruff Park that has a huge unhoused population because our city is bad at being a city and it's just bad. But Black Hammer, there, there are other groups, there are other leftist groups that do mutual aid that help people out in the park. And Black Hammer says, we're going to do this too. You know, so they'll go there and have these sessions where they're screaming into a megaphone about whatever um, and, you know, handing out clothes and some food to unhoused people. Um, and they also start sending their, the members of their group pretty much every day of the week to go out into the city of Atlanta and ask people for money on the streets uh, in their matching branded Black Hammer t-shirts and masks. A sight to see. And um, yeah, so this is what they call their Robin Hood campaign. Um, They specifically target college campuses, uh, Georgia State University and Georgia Tech especially, um, with the idea that college kids have a lot of money to give away. Not a great idea. Um, but they do this aggressive yeah, fundraising where they, sense. you know, follow people. And if they don't take no for answers, say, oh, you don't care about homeless people. You don't care about unhoused people. Um, you know, you just have so much white privilege and really attacking people. Um, which is great when you're coming home, you're riding your bike home, and then you keep passing Black Hammer members. <laughs> outside of uh you know on your commute home not fun yeah and and they appear you know on the belt line which is this kind of public green space and and shared walking space in atlanta um they do this outside of concert venues you know i went to see the dead kennedys and as i was walking in the venue a black hammer guy asked me for money i have to explain to the guy in front of me handing them five dollars this is an anti-Semitic cult. You don't want to do that. And they, they're also taking in unhoused people. Um, you know, there's this video of, of uh, one of the lieutenants saying, you know, we want to get you, the unhoused people, to come fundraise for us. You know, if you come fundraise for us, you can keep half of it, 50-50 split. And whoever fundraises the most in this week gets to come live with us at the Hammer House. So it's pretty fucked up, you know. Um, there's a case where a professor at Georgia State University, because these people, the, the Black Hammer members are out there every day, all day. Um, th- this is what they do. This is their job. This is how the group makes money. You know, calls them out and says, hey, 
stop asking for money here. I know you're a cult. And a member follows the professor and films her, you know, and specifically films her license plate and says, we got you, for example. Members are arrested for having a megaphone in Woodruff Park and um, get some of their guns taken away when they're arrested because they're in the park with a bunch of guns. Um, cool. You can just have guns out. Yeah, yeah, it's Georgia. Which sometimes is cool when the Proud Boys show up and anti-fascists have guns, but it's not not great when... Uh, the following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Definitely tracking, following people who criticize you and taking pictures of their license plate to try to dox them online is not at all cult behavior. It's yeah, and they, it's like they, low they rent Scientology and attack ex members. They yeah. um, leak the addresses of the family of ex members and their social security numbers as well awesome. because they had them give them all this information at gunpoint. Yeah, they seem to get very close to encouraging people to shoot cops in a couple of. Uh, yep pieces on their website as well um yep they talk about killing white people a lot eventually in yeah in 20 early 2022 they have this rally outside of the cnn center in solidarity with the january 6 political prisoners um <laughs> along the way in 2022 gazi claims to find have found jesus and uh black hammer becomes a religious group, you know, the, they, they turn their mutual aid distribution into what they're calling the revolutionary church, which of course is filmed and live streamed 
they uh, have several live streams that they do regularly throughout the week that are mandatory for members to attend. Um, you know, there there is corporal punishment going on within the group of the people living at the house. Um, and and the people that they're picking up off the street, it's not just adults, it's kids as well. Um, Kazo claims to have this 16 year old that they have adopted. Um, and, you know, Kazo posts these videos of them giving the 16 year old guns and money and clothes to wear. Um, the kid gets taken into state custody um, before the current thing that we're talking about. Um, and this is going to be important later on in the story. Um, yeah. So there, there are also these stories from members who have escaped who have to do these elaborate escape attempts to get out because they're not allowed to leave, who have to kind of run away in the middle of the night with none of their stuff through a thunderstorm to get out. So this is what we're dealing with. All right, everyone. It's James here, and I just wanted to correct a couple of things from the episode or add to them. Uh, one of them was the date of that shooting, be it murder or death by suicide. Uh, that was the 19th of July, not the 19th of February. And so it happened about a week ago at the time that you will hear this if you hear this on the day that we put it out. Uh, secondly, I also just wanted to give some context to the word Uhuru. It's a Swahili word. It means freedom or independence. Uh, and it was used as part of a a backronym, which is uh, when, when a group has a name and then they create an acronym that fits to that name. Uh, and the word Uhuru was part of a backronym for a group called the Mao Mao a revolutionary anti-colonial group who existed in Kenya. Uh, and the word Uhuru was used a decent amount in anti-colonial struggles in Kenya. Uh, and in the backronym, the backronym is Muzungo Yende Ulaya Mwafrika Party Uhuru. Let the foreigner go home. Uh, Africa should be independent, will be independent, I suppose. Um, and I just wanted to give that context. And obviously it's been appropriated now uh, by, by the Proud Boys, but that is part of the etymology of the word. And then we get to um, what happened on February 19th, 2022. Um, you know, this is an ongoing story. So the facts, what we know might be changing, but uh, early in the morning, someone calls 911 and talks about being held hostage by an organization, by a group. They don't give the address, but the police are, the authorities are able to track the number to this house in Fayetteville, suburb south of Atlanta, um, and show up. And um, they see someone is outside walking a dog who who runs away. That person gets arrested. Um, that's a member of Black Hammer. They see someone kind of waving from the garage, seemingly in distress. Um, and the police are able to get that person out. They ask that the rest of the people in the house come out as well. Um, about 10 people come out and uh, one person remains inside. Now, by about 2 p.m., um, with the use of an explosives ordinance, with the use of an EOD, yeah. uh, a, a bomb robot, um, the police enter the building. Um, the SWAT team goes in and they find one person dead of a gunshot wound to the head, which we, at this current time, we don't know 
the full details on that. We might not ever. Hopefully something comes out. Kodzo is being held. You know, the group is kind of like sitting around outside, not in handcuffs, but being held by the group. Um, and uh, Kodzo does what Kodzo does and starts to live stream. So uh, here's a clip from this 30 minute live stream, Facebook Live that Kodzo does. Look, there's a lot of media out here, girl. So this is just going to build me up at the end of the day. <laughs> so thank you for that. <laughs> so if you think that you know, I am concerned or anything like that, you're out of your mind. <laughs> at the end of the day, there's still breath in my body. I still run an amazing revolutionary party. Our community is effing with us. And now all these news channels are going to want to interview us. And we are going to get to communicate about all the great work that we are doing here. So this is great at the end of the day. So my chickens coming home to roost is more, <laughs> more media, more followers, more you know, advancement of work, more movement, more greatness. And so be it, sweetheart. Things like this have not stopped. Movements are leaders before, so. Not even overcome. This is a great moment. Right, comrade? This is a great moment. A moment where, you know, our voices will be amplified and our mission and cause will be informed. Well, that's cool. I like that he clearly understands the gravity of the loss of a human life. So that's, that's I will good. say this is probably before, depending on what oh, actually they, happened. It, it became the clear that dead. someone was dead. Okay. Um, but the point is that this is exactly what Kaza wanted, was this attention. Right. Yeah, they seem pumped. <laughs> they seem pumped and also like deranged. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't how I'd envisioned them speaking at all. It's, it's sort of very, almost like calming. They seem very, very calm in their tone of voice. Yeah. I mean, calm, but like, I don't know. I see an edge to them, but maybe that's yes. just me reading. Yeah. Um. So do we know more detail about like what happened with that person who died? So I don't want to mention the name of the person. Um, this right. was... yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, this is a minor too, right? This is, so... 18. The person who was killed, who's dead now, was not yeah. was not the 16-year-old. The 16-year-old was already in state custody. Oh, okay, good. A few weeks good, ago, good, I believe. Wow. Um, this is an eight, according to the what the group has said and other survivors that I've spoken with, this is an 18-year-old who the group Jesus. took in off of the street. Um, this is a kid, you know, who wanted to be a rapper, who had dreams. Um, yeah. Who, you know, according to Black Hammer's own media they made this person their minister of defense that's a good job for an 18 year old who's dead now um because of this group yeah potentially from a self-inflicted gunshot wound which that is the case came about because of Kazo putting that 18 year old in this situation yeah so dirty south right watch broke the news they have a really good thread that i also recommend about they do have a good thread this happening it seems like the local news they started covering the story uh, in the AM when it was happening, but 
didn't quite make the connection. Yeah, there's there's one article that's out there from a local news site that just interviews Gazi Kodzo, homeowner of the house. <laughs> um, oh no. Yeah. So that happens. One of the members of the group is immediately charged and booked. Uh, it's, it's a really fucked up situation. You know, there, yeah. there's like an unhoused individual who that, who, who other good activists were in touch with who are at the house when this happened, because this person had no other choice, but it was live outside or go with black hammer. Oh, who God. Went through all of this happening. Um, and then it was still on how it was still on house after all this happened. Kodzo was arrested and booked. Um, the charges didn't come out until about an hour before we started recording. The charges are two counts of participation in streaking activity, two accounts of aggravated assault, two accounts of kidnapping, two accounts of false imprisonment, two accounts of conspiracy to commit a crime, and I'm going to talk about this one, one account of sodomy, which in Georgia, the sodomy law refers to non-consensual oral or anal sex or oral and anal sex performed with the minor. Got you. So one way or the other, they are being accused of sexual assault. Yes. Yeah. The other person arrested um, was charged with the same crimes, except not sodomy, uh, officer obstruction instead, presumably because they fled. And that's where we're at. That's where we're at right now. Cool. Well, that's rough. Yeah, it's it's a pretty bleak story. But I don't know. At this point, we will probably be hearing more as this case blows up. Yeah. And there's always the chance that, you know, the right's going to wind up adopting it to try to, you know, make it into a, a, a left wing bad kind of deal. So one they already have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what kind of legs it gets. But it's important to understand both what's happening here because a person is dead and a lot of people have been hurt and also kind of broadly the trends that are at play here, the way like cult dynamics can intersect with radical politics, I think is important for people to be aware of because this kind of thing isn't going to get less common as shit continues to unravel. Yeah, and um, if there's some takeaways, if someone can leave this with, you know, a few points that the people who were in this group were they were victims in the situation. They were preyed upon by this abusive person yeah. because they were in a vulnerable state. Um, anyone, this could happen to anyone who falls on hard times, who has a bad enough day, and then someone comes in and offers them this that they say yes. You know, um, the the other thing is to know about groups that are out there before you get involved do your research listen to voices that might be critical of the group um and know what you're getting yourself into there are other ostensibly leftist groups out there who while not as abusive as black hammer um have cases of abuse coming out of them that gets covered up yeah it might be good for us just to um just to suggest that if folks, you know, find themselves in a difficult situation or someone they know is in is in one of these situations, like maybe we can uh uh link to some resources in the notes or something. Yeah. The, um uh, th- problem is there aren't yeah, go ahead. A ton. Yeah. There's not 
There's not a um, whole lot of a good book resources that was recommended to me that I've been trying to find. It's probably uh, Stephen Hassan's book, which um, Hassan is also he's yeah. an expert in the field, but he's also the guy who talked about how tranny hypno mind control porn was. Yeah. Called yeah, he's got he's problematic. Yeah. Look, I mean, part of the reason that this is such a problem is that there's very little in terms of good resources or good writing. One of the re things that is like there's good writing yeah. analyzing cults. Very little of it will give you much that's useful in terms of how to get people out of cults for a couple of reasons, including the fact that, as we talked about earlier, what makes people vulnerable? People aren't vulnerable to cults broadly, usually. I know there's there's a certain subset of people, but like as a general rule, people who get trapped in a cult get trapped in a specific cult because it is something that they are specifically vulnerable to. And so if you don't like it, it's more or less a matter of like if you want to get someone out of a cult, um, are you close with that person? Like, are they someone that, you know, are they someone that you have a, a, a deep relationship with? Because if so, like that relationship and the care that you have for them is primarily the thing that is most likely to eventually help them get out, which doesn't mean it's a magic bullet, but like there's no reliable way to get people out of cults. Yep. I'm a, you know, I do, I do 12 step recovery yeah. stuff um, for different reasons, but the closest analogy that I can think of is dealing with someone who's abusing drug and alcohol in your life. You can't force anyone to stop. You can't make anyone yeah. leave. When people talk about cult deprogramming, what that entails no. is kidnapping someone and then putting them through more abuse. So there isn't a magic bullet. Yeah. A lot of extremely problematic shit gets, Offered to people who understandably are concerned for their friends yeah. or family members and, and just want to help. The best time to get someone out of a cult is before they join, you know, yeah. is to raise awareness about abuse in communities um, and share that yeah. information and take these things seriously. I truly believe so much of how this was able to happen is because people were just laughing at them and didn't take it seriously that this could get someone killed, that this was mm -hmm. ruining lives. That's still happening. People are treating this as a joke. Not. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things, if you're like, I don't know, a parent or or somebody who otherwise works with or interfaces with or is raising young people and you're trying to think about how you can make them less vulnerable to this, it is a mix of educating them about cults and not in a way that's like laughing or mocking or talking about how silly it is, but actually discussing the very real reasons why people fall in for this stuff because that's that's the important one of the most important things it's the same as covid really one of the most important things for protecting yourself is not thinking yeah. that you're immune which is a natural thing most people who have fallen into cults earlier in their life when they heard about cults said well that's stupid as hell i would never get trapped in something like that and then they did and that's a basically a hundred percent of cult membership you know yeah. um because uh yeah if there's if i can recommend some resources for parents of course shannon fully martinez uh who is on twitter is you know was involved in extreme right skinhead stuff and left it and has committed her life to helping people leave extremist movements the same things you know that are going to make someone easily preyed upon by a cult and by an extremist group those are the same things. Um, and Shannon has some good resources out there. She has a Patreon as well. The resources are available for free. You don't need to join on her Patreon. 
awesome. Yeah, Shannon is awesome. Um, and other than that, you know, don't yeah. try to avoid falling for a cult. Um, except for, you know, this podcast. Yeah. Keep listening to this podcast. Make it the center <laughs> of your life. Have no friends other than us. Form parasocial relationships with us. Uh-huh. Well, we're the only we're the only people you can trust. I think that's clear. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to plug anything before we uh, cut you off here, Thomas? Yeah, uh, I'm at Twitter at w underscore f underscore Thomas. Don't be weird on Twitter. Um, have empathy for the people around you. Uh, <laughs> I'm also going to plug Ash to unhoused people because they know what best can help them. Yeah, fucking provide people with options for housing so that they're not yeah left that. having a cult be the best thing they can do <laughs> but yeah yep on that happy note thanks for having me yeah yeah, yeah check in on your friends just abandon people when they're in difficult times it could happen here is a production of cool zone media for more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hello, iHeart listener. We have a confession to make. Both iHeart and this commercial you're listening to right now would probably sound a heck of a lot better on the new Roku Pro Series TV. It's got side-firing speakers that fill your room with sound, Dolby Atmos audio that puts you right in the middle of the entertainment, and the ability to pair seamlessly with your home theater sound systems that already have surround sound and booming bass. If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better. Your TV is.